You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another JRE review. We got a real mix of characters this week. Marcus Luttrell, Navy SEAL, Doug Stanhope, legendary comedian, and Demi Lovato. Famous singer-actress person. Right. Yeah, joined as always by Garrett. How you doing, Yo, bud? yo, how are you? Happy Sunday. <laughs> yo, yo, it's good, man. Mm-hmm. It's relaxing. Beautiful. Dude, it's 66 degrees up here in Bozeman, Montana. It's, What's it down in oh Venice? Oh, my God. It's 75 and just complete. Oh, 72. I'm sorry. Like, completely sunny, completely clear skies. Beautiful day. It's kind of weird how often it's 72 degrees there. Uh, it's like the perfect temperature. So not, I mean, And dry, too. Dude, it's not even sweaty. It's so beautiful. This is my... my uh, this is like... What I, I mean, we were just talking about travel, so it's like... I think about travel all the time, but here, it's like... Especially in the summertime, it's like, where else do you want to be? For me, personally. I love being by the beach, but... Well, there's a lot of beautiful places in the summer, but it is nice down that's, there for that's sure. That's true. That's true. I need to come visit Bozeman for sure. <clears throat> Get up here. I will. Do I it. Will. Stop. How long? Stop. How- All right, let's jump into 1622 Marcus Luttrell. Um I think first we should mention how it cut off. Yeah, that was interesting. Like the end was weird. He went to the restroom and then the podcast ended it, and no one ever said anything about it wasn't it. like they were talking about some like top secret stuff it didn't seem like i mean i don't i don't know it could be that maybe when he got back jamie forgot to record it i guess that's a possibility yeah. and they didn't want to mention it it's not it's not impossible yeah that's true um but yeah he's he's a bad motherfucker for sure did you ever read the book lone survivor no but i've seen the movie a handful of times and after watching it i've made it a point i want to watch it again i that was a good movie yeah, the the book's quite a lot different, like they talked about in the podcast, like uh, especially with his extraction. And like it seemed like so much of the book was him when he was alone at the end, which was like a much shorter part of the movie. Oh, that's what he mentioned, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was, that pro- it was pretty emotional, man, gonna... to be honest. I was on a plane reading a bit of it, and I was like tearing up. Like That's got to be the hardest time of that. It was, it was a lot. It's got to be one thing to lose all your... All your team and then be the being alone part's the hardest part probably i imagine yeah oh <sighs> can't even imagine well i don't think he knew like how he was going to get extracted or if they knew where he was yeah, you're just on a win even if he was safe i think even when that guy found him and uh you know was kind of taking care of right. it i'm not even sure if he 100 percent knew if that guy was just going to go get the Taliban eventually or where? Yeah, that's at. what he made reference to. He's like, I didn't know. Like, I don't think he really had any other option at that point, but I don't know. That shows no. how tough Navy SEALs are. Not that there was any question, but goodness gracious, it's a different breed of human. Yeah. 
Unreal. <laughs> it, it's interesting because I remember when he was last on Rogan. I think he's been on twice. I, maybe more, but the last time he was kind of like, I, I would, I don't want to say disconnected, but he was in a different place. Like he seems, he seems like mentally, um, in a better place. Yeah, this time around, like further away from that trauma. Which I'm, God, I can't even Dude. imagine how fucking difficult that has been Not, for him. I can't even fathom. Even Joe made reference. Well, there were so many moments where I think like Joe was almost going to, like, tear yeah. up. You know, like he would slow down and talk and, and Marcus would just explain what happened and often just kind of like chuckle through it. Yeah. You know, maybe as almost like a coping strategy, maybe, but but it seemed pretty genuine. Like, yeah, look, I've thought about this a lot. I know where we're at. I, I think about the the bits of that battle that, you know, like when he was talking about his guys getting shot right. and how it was like almost humorous to them, even though it wasn't. Right. It's like he's... It just seemed to me like, yeah, he's focusing on the, like, not the good parts of it, but, like, the bits that kind of brought them together as, as like, a powerful brotherhood. Absolutely. I don't know, dude. It was pretty moving. No, I, dude, I was, <laughs> I was running up and down stairs. I did a hundred stairs in a row listening to that. Just, I was, he, and I was so inspired just listening to it. I don't know. It just got me fired up. I was like, I got to get outside and do something just listening to it, so. Um, well, they talked a lot about that, didn't they? Yeah. Like that, that fire to just like the Jocko stuff, yeah. like how badass he is. I've never. Goggins. There's been a few moments and listen to the podcast, like the, exactly those moments where I'm just like, I think those are life changing moments for me. Just it's a t- different perspective of how to look at life. And he's just trying to be a good father and a good husband too. Like he, I mean, he's getting through, hmm. you know? So it's like. He, yeah. He talked about being very very grateful right. of like in a sense the experience definitely and like what he needs to do moving forward i think he probably had a lot of moments where he was directly talking to his god 100 saying hey if you get me out of here i'll be like this yep. way i'll be like grateful and loving and and i think he's sticking to that promise i mean let's use that as a catalyst for all of us like i love hearing those stories it's like Let's let's not have to go through that to have that same kind of mentality. Let's let's try and approach that. I mean, obviously that perspective was just <laughs> he has much different one than we do. But man, his story was completely inspiring for sure. Yeah. Well, didn't he say he was like stay humble? And of course, that made me think of you and your <laughs> stay humble tattoo. <laughs> I can't say that I didn't appreciate him saying that. Um, yeah right. It's uh, the truest statement. Not that I'm I'm guilty of it. That's why I have it as a reminder. What is that noise? Are you like doing the dishes? I'm just having a drink of water. I apologize. Oh, all right, clanging around, bro. Sorry, dude. Come on, I mean, people are listening. Using the, Stop <laughs> clanging around. I'm using the canteen, no plastics, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, Marcus did uh, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I didn't. I and didn't uh, I don't know what his belt is. I'm sure he's like he was saying he was training early on, so I'm sure he's a black belt. Right. But he's a massive guy too. Yeah. I think he's like six six or maybe taller. Right. He, Giant he's a mon- dude. Monster. He- Imagine that with like seal training and a black belt. I'm like, no wonder he survived. And being from Texas doesn't doesn't <laughs> hurt, right? <laughs> it doesn't yeah was, tough tough folks out dude, there he's a beast um 
I guess the lone survivor. To go back on that, it's like you have to revisit that all the time for him, too. So I, I don't know if that's a good coping thing or if that's just like, is it good to constantly revisit stuff like that? I don't know. I mean, he's had to, like, hash it out, and now it's in a movie form and it's in a book. So it's like it's in front of him. But you think that's good to go back and have to, like, revisit it all the time? What do you think that is for your mental... Well, I mean, generally, I think in therapy, that, they you, want you to confront things. That's, you know, they take you there. That's how you heal. And it. you have to create the story. And, right. you know, I mean, look at the type of therapy that they do with uh, MDMA. Right. What they're trying to do is create like a, a new association with the event so that you feel better about it. Maybe you see if there's any positives that you can take away. Right. You kind of see it in that way and it rewrites the memory. Gotcha. So maybe this has been like a therapeutic journey for him. I'm sure there's times like when there's repressed memories or ones you don't remember because the event was so traumatic. I'm sure you have to go into that gingerly, like nice and slowly and carefully. It can probably be, it's probably a reason your brain has decided to block it out yeah, i think the the tightness and the bond that he talks about and within the seals just the way he talks about his brothers like that's got to be the the biggest pill to swallow i'm sure for him just like he made mention to but oh when he was talking about how they lost 31 guys yeah. and that dude was calling him giving him updates we're at seven we're at 13 <sighs> we're i mean imagine that but, phone call i mean when you know them all dude 31 guys that's like everyone i know <laughs> literally literally yeah i mean it's like half my instagram oof. i'm like what and you've got to see that and you've got to move forward yes. and each day just kind of i mean it's it's something else man i have a friend up here that he's um ex green beret and he does therapy for works at like this compound where special forces retired special forces guys will come and he does work with them like they do different things like meditations and they talk and they like you know try and work through like these incredibly difficult traumatic times and i want to volunteer over there and kind of see what they do and see if i can help out and do i think you know to do it for those guys like help in any way that i could that'd be great you know even if it's just like do some comedy for them yeah like do some of my terrible stand-up and see <laughs> if i can make anyone laugh but it, it you know it's like it, it it's almost like do anything you can for these guys literally they've they did so much for us right i mean you have to look at it like that like when we talk about saluting the troops really we're talking about these fucking dudes yeah those are the guys. like these guys have done that work right. i mean uh Giving him your seat on the plane is like the least you could think about doing. <laughs> All right. Maybe to not like a Air Force air traffic controller. I'm like, look, you're just doing a regular job. <laughs> Chill out. Coast Guard. But yeah, but but not a not one of these no, guys. No. That's a special breed. I love to whenever he goes back to talking about Goggins and Jocko, like those are his guys. That's just that's gotta be a cool little circle to run in for sure. Oh, yeah. But. I mean, he seemed to know more. Like, he was... Didn't he say Jocko was his boss yeah, for a yeah. while? Yeah, I mean, and he made... I he, They were talking about Ramadi. Like, he... That's what Jocko talks a lot about in his book, too. That 
Battle of Ramadi was one of the most gruesome situations he'd ever been in, and he was there for it, I believe. So that dude's been through the ringer and back. I I just love how everybody is the same when they talk about Jocko. Yeah. They're like he is he's the goat of men. <laughs> like when it right. comes to like just strength, masculinity, like just being genuine Without a doubt. and and teaching and staying positive and like fighting through. It's like hands down. No one's like, yeah, he was all right. I mean, he was pretty good. They're like, yeah, he is. He is what you see. He is that guy. Yeah, it's good to. It's inspiring. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's good to follow guys like that and to make those the precipice for who you want to be, or at least like set out to have those kind of goals in mind. That no, nope, I mean they're just walking proof that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. You know, I mean they're mm. in a different level, but at the same time, it, it definitely drives me. I'm just like, all right, well, somebody else out there is working harder than me, even though I think I'm working hard. So just keep working harder. I think as long as you keep that the mentality. Oh yeah, there's a there's a whole group of guys that will make us feel yeah. like pussies forever for sure. <laughs> but just keep that mentality, and I think you'll be all right. Stay humble and just keep working. That's the that's the name of the game, right? Keep moving forward. And he seems like a great family man too. Absolutely. I mean, a lo- he reflected on that a lot, talking about finding his his wife and her kind of being there, his opposite. Yep. And how that works, that's that good balance and caring for his kids and uh, being able to do that despite everything that he's been through and keeping it together. Yeah. Um, powerful. Very powerful. It's powerful stuff. What I, lo- I did not know that he brought that guy out that saved him, the Afghanistani. Where did he bring him to? I don't re- uh He brought him out to Texas. Oh, did he? I didn't hear him. Yeah, he like lives close to oh, him. Oh, that's nice. And... He said that guy yells at him all the time. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, what a good dude. I wonder how he was able to go back and find him. What did he get his email address before he left? MySpace. My, I think that my guy would have had that. Probably MySpace, bud. It was MySpace. Yeah, it was MySpace. <laughs> LinkedIn. MySpace in the hills. Right. What did you think of Joe's dream? Joe was kind of getting a little spiritual and emotional about that. He had that dream where he had all the mud in his mouth, like the night before. Right. I think he, I think as he's just, he's experiencing his own emotions more and more as the shows go on. Have you noticed that? I think that he's, the, the, yeah, the, as he gets the, older, the old, he's getting a bit the more older he gets, spiritual. The older he gets, I mean, he's always been open minded, but at least now he's really like trying to feel a little bit more, I think. Yeah, it was. It was like it, it, Joe was definitely getting emotional about it, and and Marcus was kind of just reflecting on it, but but kind of almost not dismissing it, but being like, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that's connection, right? And uh, then he's like, I got to piss, and I guess that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. That's how I, I kind of didn't know where to go with it because that kind of just ended shortly there with that one. I loved the whole. Well, I wanted to hear more right. of it. I re- I think it went on long enough, and I maybe they just realized that it was a long enough podcast. Yeah. But he's such a good guest that I was I was just really into it. I was like, shit, I want some more. I of agree. This. What's going on? I agree. Let's get him back. Talking about dreams, let's jump over to Doug Stanhope, sixteen twenty three. Uh, Doug and Joe have known each other forever. 
Um, they kind of came up together. I think Doug was a little ahead of Joe in his stand-up. Right. And uh, and Doug's like really well respected in the sure. stand-up community. He was great friends with Mitch Hepburn, yep. which is dope. And I guess they used to play tennis together, I think, <laughs> something like that. But I've always been a big fan. I saw him live in New Mexico. Uh, some things that he does at his show that, apart from also amazing comedy, is he often has like an alcohol sponsor that's not a real sponsor. They don't pay him, but he says... In, out of spite, he just pretends and still promotes them. He may, he, and he had pop-off vodka <laughs> at the show I went to. And he said that they even told him that they he they don't want him to mention their vodka. So he does it out of spite, <laughs> which I thought's hilarious. Yeah, he's a nutter. He's <laughs> uh, he also goes to thrift shops. When he gets to any town and buys like the ugliest suits that you can imagine, he oh, wears them on stage. Right. I remember that. And then he steals, the, he steals uh, Bibles from the, the motels. He doesn't stay at hotels. He stays at like divey motels. Interesting. And he always steals the Bibles and signs them and sells them at a show. And I bought one. <laughs> um. So that's a, that's yeah, a- I th- I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. I don't own a Bible, so maybe maybe I'll buy one. But. Be supportive. I didn't want a T-shirt, so bought a Bible. Huh? That's what I decided. Yeah, yeah got he, it. His set was amazing. Though. He's a uh, interesting bird. I will say that. I think Bisbee's played a played a part on him. You think? Mm, yeah, he ha- definitely has some strange friends. Yeah, when he was talking about his like criminal friends that have podcasts, yeah. <laughs> the mental institution guy. I was like, all right. Yeah, I mean. What did that guy stab his mother he's to like, death? No, he's a really good guy, and I'm like, Joe was both like, <laughs> like Joe was like, hold there on, was quite, what? Like There's quite a few moments like that. Whenever I don't know if it was just because he was drinking on the show or what, not to be critical of him, but it was like Joe was kind of like, all right, dude, what are we doing here? Just at a couple, like I, it seemed like he got a little drunk. Am I? Is that me? Uh, yeah, they were getting a little well, drunk for just, sure. They were slamming. Some he was seeing, like Stanhope was kind of making me feel uncomfortable a little bit at the time. I don't know, just the kind of humor that he was saying that he was into. I've never seen his stand up, so I don't know what. But I I do know that he is respected in the community. It was just interesting listening to him. He seemed like a little off to me. Yeah, well, he's a comedian, that's, so that's, he's gonna that's be. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. He's always been wacky. Dude, if I hear your cantina one more time, I swear to <laughs> God, I'm I'm going to write a bad review and blame you. What? Uh, Stop shaking that shit around. Bad. Well, I just rolled down the bed. Uh, <laughs> talking about his friends at Safeway. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, what did he want? A sponsor from that shitty cola? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he- yeah, some like really awful cola that that he wants a whiskey sponsor that so the whiskey's so good you can mix it with any cola and it still works. Brilliant. I'm like, I I think Joe was like, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> I didn't realize it's kind of. Backwards. I didn't realize Ron White went sober. Did you hear him make mention of that? I didn't know it happened. I didn't, know that, I didn't no. hear about that either. But apparently he did a bunch of ayahuasca too, which is interesting. Mm, well, yeah, I, they were talking about him having a health scare, right? So that probably <sighs> shook him up. Ever... I sat next to him once at the comedy store. He was We were watching Chris Rock, actually. It was like the first night Chris Rock had come back. And he was working on, I think, his Oscar stuff. 
and he was brilliant. Chris Rock was just crushing right. it. But I, I, I came back to my seat from the restroom, and Ron White was like sat in my chair, and there were really no other spot. So I, I, I kind of didn't know what to do, but I couldn't sit back in the room <laughs> unless I was like, uh, that's kind of where I was sitting. So I like did it as politely as possible. He's like, "Oh, sorry, man, no worries." And just because Ron White just pulled up another chair, but then we were like chatting, and dude, super cool guy. Like in between performances, he was just talking to me and telling me about his uh, tequila company. And man, he must have drank like four tequilas in fifteen minutes. <laughs> in there, like he did not fuck around. Yeah, and then went up on stage and absolutely crushed. That's awesome. Like, completely destroyed. Yeah, he's brilliant, he's though. He's real good. I just watched a couple of Burr specials, too, but Ron White's great. Have you, um, Ron White would be a guy you'd want to go to Vegas with, I think. Oh, you could hang out with him yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's true. He's just brilliant. But it is interesting that he decided to go that way. I mean, when you think of somebody that's been drinking pretty heavily for... What did Joe say? Like fifty years, he's <laughs> been drinking. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe it takes a bunch of ayahuasca ceremonies to kind of separate yourself from from that addiction. Yeah. I mean, a drinking one's difficult. It's very difficult, without a doubt. And good for him, you know. I don't want him to go anywhere. No. I want that. He's a national treasure. Yeah. Stay alive, Ron. I White. agree. I agree. <clears throat> um, what do you think about the Ali G thing? How Ali G was like going after Zuckerberg Dude. about this artist painting of what was it, Bill Gates? Yeah, I, and and it it kind of implied that it was like anti-vaxxer stuff, but obviously this guy's being satirical, and then Sasha Baron Cohen's upset. Of all people, of all and, people, to like throw the first bone, right? Just his comment. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was almost like ironic that that was i didn't think i almost thought he was doing it as a stunt kind of thing after they were talking about it because i was like he would do that of all like the dude that fucking helicopters his dick on um what i forgot the name of the movie right not bruno but the other one i'm like this dude's worried like gonna try and talk down on the other thing it was that woke culture that they make reference to it so you got to be part of it i guess i don't know I think Joe might be right, man. I, I think he might have just got in so heavy with, like, the Hollywood guys that that it's kind of... What is that? I don't know. I don't think he was thinking who are, who when are these? he yeah. made that post. Yeah, that's probably a, a good possibility. Or I don't, you just never know. Is it like, is that premeditated? Or is that just off the cuff you can't tell anymore with social media you can say anything in it well he he's also such a genius that i mean it made joe rogan talk about it on his show right. for 25 that's minutes. what i was thinking and maybe it's a way for him just to create a bit of you know he's a shock guy right. like he does things to get people to be Dude, that's what i was thinking and who that's knows ex- maybe he was like baiting Did you- Maybe he's baiting did, people to see who will get. Did upset. you think that? That's what I was thinking. To be honest, like I was like, of all people, to, I don't know. Of all people, to I couldn't decide. Throw, throw like rocks at a glass house. I'm just like, what? That can't be real. I'll tell you what. If it if it was genuine and he did it and now regrets it, 
one really smart way out of it would be to be just to be like I was trolling you guys. That is a good. Who would be genius? That would, <laughs> that would be real genius. And we'd all be like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah. Now, I mean, the fact that you and I are talking about it—that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, they they can steal the idea. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we'll let you off, Sasha. You're a legend. Right. Ali G. God, I'd be, dude, I watch those Ali G videos from YouTube from way back in the day all the time. They crack me up. <laughs> I love watching those things. Like when he's speaking to the British police oh my. guy about drugs. <laughs> oh, dude. If you guys haven't seen that and you're listening, Go. just Google, I guess, like Ali G, police, drugs, whatever. So he's talking to um, like a guy that's really high up in the in the police in England. I think they call it like the Metropolitan Police or something. I don't know. And uh, he's he's like the drug crime guy. So he's talking to him, but he's like asking him like how much drugs will cost <laughs> and which ones are good and does class A absolutely guarantee better quality? <laughs> like he's just ripping this guy to pieces <laughs> and this guy's trying to be polite and just get through it. It's absolute genius. Oh my God, those are amazing. It's, those were like jackass before yeah. jackass, but in a different way. But it was so, it was... Almost nobody did it like no, he did. No, not at all. It was for sure. Sh- for just like all pure shock value, but was totally genius yeah. at the same time, and still crushing. Oh my it. god, Bruno! Not Bruno. Um, the, what's the other one? Just Borat. Yeah, Borat, and he just did another one on Amazon. I think I can't remember the name of it. I think it was Borat. That yeah, he did the second Borat, right. and it was it was just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe how funny it was. I'm like, this is outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> I'm like closing my eyes watching that go down so maybe that's why they were so disappointed because they're like look he's such a legend like you of all people shouldn't be getting upset about this bullshit this is this may be a general question but what whenever we say that hollywood's so woke like who specifically is are these people that feel the need to like have such agendas like this i don't understand who are these people i don't know i think it's like a lot of producers and why what Um, what is the benefit and like hollywood elites i don't get it uh, because it's money, you know, it's like two things I think are happening. So it it brings people in that want to be massively inclusive all the time and kind of go with that narrative so that they don't upset anybody culturally and then they reinforce it. Mm. And then it just becomes like this way of talking that you either, if you, you like you either have to agree to get movie roles or to have your movie made or uh, you're out. Like, you can't just come in and be like, I'm a Christian and a Republican, but I'm a great actor. They're like, sorry, doesn't fit our narrative. Huh. And I think, I don't know, I don't know too much about all of that, but it's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah. Dude, just go to more L.A. parties. I, I get it. it. I guess that's the... I, I don't surround myself with those people. I'm just like, whenever they talk about... And then in Hollywood, you gotta be this. I hear what you're saying. I guess I've seen it a little bit. I don't know. It's just such a weird... Yeah, well, we worked at a bar on the pier, right. so we didn't quite have the same sort of that's true um, circle restrictive controls. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, but I those people are a lot of work. I can't, they're like what? It's like you're a, you're a part of the know. you're a part of the inclusive team if you speak at that in those terms. I guess I don't know. Hmm. Well, they get mad at you if you have different opinions, so. 
I probably just wouldn't have hung out yeah, with them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's an odd. I'm like, why are these people I'm, so mad yeah, at me? I'm I sorry. I, I was just talking. I don't get it. Like, I don't. I don't get it. I'm, well, saying outrageous. And I don't stuff. know how that ever provides for any kind of growth in anything. It's just like, what is that doing? It's not stimulating anything. It's just trying to appease to the masses. I guess. Makes more money, bro. Makes you go watch those movies. Uh, I guess. It makes me sick to my stomach too. Maybe. Fair enough. <laughs> What did you think about Doug talking about lucid dreaming a lot? Like, he's, like, big into lucid dreaming. Have you ever had a lucid dream uh, where you, like, know you're awake? I, I think so. I mean, frequently. I've, I've been t- I take melatonin, too, and prior to, but on melatonin, the dreams are intense. But, uh... But do you know that you're dreaming? Like, you, like, realize uh, in the dream that you're dreaming? I think that's what yeah, a lucid yeah. dream is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to say that there's been, I don't want to say a handful, but a, a, a good amount. I don't know. I should probably evaluate them more often, but yeah, I think I've had some lucid dreams for sure. Like very, very I vivid. I read a book once by this. Um, I think it was like a Princeton professor yeah. who got his PhD in lucid dreaming, and it had like these steps wow. in there. It was like write down your dreams, then you remember more dreams, and then. Um, like do these different tests like every i think it was like every time you walk through a doorway touch the doorway Mm. like in in your waking day Mm. so then it becomes a habit that you're likely to do in a dream and when you touch the doorway in the dream you realize that you're dreaming and i don't know what it was that made me realize i was dreaming but i did it something happened and i like realized it was a dream and i tested it because it like you can't read things in your dreams and there was a calendar nearby in this like chemistry lab i was in and i looked at it and i couldn't read what was on it and i'm like oh shit i'm dreaming like i can control anything that's happening and what was really strange about it is how incredibly vivid everything was i don't remember a ton about what happened to be honest but i remember when it was happening i'm like this is the craziest thing ever like, it was so wild. And I think I got a bit, like, overwhelmed by the experience, and I woke myself up. So I, was, I kind of fucked that up. But <laughs> I, you got to practice I was going to say, it, I've been in some dreams where I'm like, I know this is a dream, but I'm enjoying this, like, a lot. Like, I've had that feeling. Just because I could do some, like, superhuman shit. Like, I'd be, like, walking under the water, knowing that I was walking under the water. Like, on the sand. Just That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a lucid yeah. dream. That sounds like you have one. For sure. And then... Well... Doug, Doug loves it. It makes sense that he would. And he, what did he take? Some antipsychotic medication to get him there? I don't recommend yeah, I don't that. Think, I don't I, think that's a good that idea. Like... Stay away from that. He's not... lucid dreaming is not that no. important. I think it, that might have some in- interference with <laughs> some coke benders for him too. But I agree. <laughs> yeah, it might. It might be sure. All right, let's jump in. Talking about drugs, let's get on to 1625 Demi Lovato. Now. This is probably going to be the one where a lot of people new to the Joe Rogan review are going to be listening. Think about, like, she's pretty popular. Mm. Um, honestly, I didn't know anything about her. I knew her name. I knew her name, too. And that she was either a singer or uh, an actress. But I, I didn't know anything about yeah, her. Yeah, I think it's a, it was pretty interesting. a little after our time. Well, yeah, we're old now. Yeah. Famous at seven played Barney. How the f- how did she play Barney? I don't get that. Isn't that like the big purple no, no, dinosaur? How was she seven years old I, in that? I, suit? I don't think she played Barney. I think she was in the, like 
Barney had like a group of kids. Oh, like one of the I'm, kids? All right, yeah, that makes I, way I'm more sense. I'm assuming that would be the case, but God, I'm stupid. <laughs> I should have paid attention. She to was Barney. I don't know. Um, yes, she's an interesting character. She reminded me of Miley Cyrus a little bit, but it's interesting. Those girls have so many problems. Like whenever he talks about avoiding, Joe talks about avoiding the demise of child stars or whatever like think about i mean he says that miley's come over it which she has i'm sure it's just battling those demons but the demons that they have are just completely different than normal human being demons that it's like that affluenza what was what it felt like when i was listening to her talk it's probably difficult for them to find people that understand what they're going through (sighs) because there's so few people that have but it's like you can have you yeah. know, it's like Bieber. Uh, I guess you'd have to find an older child star, right. like Macaulay Culkin or someone, and like ask them how they did it. I don't know. I <laughs> but to be that young and that powerful, yeah, it's interesting. It must be crazy. The more money you have, the more problems you're allowed to have too. Like I don't want to say allowed to have, but she's like she went through a eating disorder and then had like a. Um, drug addiction. She's made mention of heroin. It was like, dude, you've been up and down the ringer. Like, I don't know. I guess that just comes with Hollywood. Is that part of the deal? <laughs> but I can't remember what she was saying. It just kind of annoyed me. But she was like, I have. She went from just like one thing to the next, and it's like certain people that are in bad situations don't aren't awarded the opportunity to have like these. I don't know what, I don't want to simplify depression and anxiety and these things that she was talking about, but it was like, man, the more money you have, the more problems you're allowed to have, I think. Did you get that at all? Yeah, but what are you saying there? Are you saying that she she went from one bad thing to another and she was able to get out of it because... Of her fame and her support, I just feel like and it, she shouldn't have been able. I don't to. want to say get get out of it. It's just a weird thing to be like. I there are weird problems to be able to have whenever you have money. It seems like the people that are really going through shit. It just seems like that. It, Joe always talks about how he started out as not having money and now having money, but having a child star. Like the problems that she has, the normal person that is like living a normal life doesn't really appreciate i would imagine no i mean like she said she's idolized so idolize like when someone's idolized it's like people want to be you they want to do everything that you do and be exactly like you and if you are depressed and struggling and have eating disorders and a lot of stress it's probably very confusing because you're like why the hell would you want to be like this this is difficult i agree is that something you would ever desire? The bullying stories were rough. Yeah. That sounded like, you know, and you hear that from other people like Justin Wren that's been on the podcast. Right. I mean, the bullies have come up quite a bit. I mean, GSP talked about it. It's like that shit affects you forever, it seems. I mean, a very difficult thing to get over. And when she made that phone call to talk to a bully. Yeah. And a bully was just really didn't just remember. mostly really excited to talk to a celebrity. Right. It was, it didn't sound like a very healing no. event for Demi. Yeah. Like almost worse. <laughs> I mean, that's just your own expectation of what's going to happen, I think. What what was she, I mean, not to 
trivialize it, but was she thinking that she's going to call and the girl be like, I am so sorry I was mean to you whenever we were 12. Like, she had an expectation of what she wanted her to say and it didn't work out the way she wanted her to say. That's true. It's like a- but it's reasonable, right? I mean, think of people from your past that you want to make amends yeah. with, you know, in some way or another. I mean, I think that you would already kind of carry the conversation. If, go- if it has heavy enough meaning for your life, you're going to put together a little narrative of how you hope it will go and what you want to get out of it it's probably really difficult to sit back and be like look this goes however it goes and hopefully uh it'll be positive like yeah. it's probably difficult that's true you got a lot of weight on that's it that's true it's, i don't know man it makes me not want to like i'm glad that i didn't grow up like yeah. that that's that's what i was alluding to it didn't seem like there was a like there's a financial material benefit to that and but from having it, it seems like it it comes with a lot of weight, a lot of weight. Well, even at best, it seems like such a trap because, like, once you're famous, that's what you are. You're famous. Yeah. And then you've got to keep yourself famous. Otherwise, that's got to be the worst feeling that they have to deal with is becoming less famous to where people are not really recognizing you. And then because it's probably so much of how you associate yourself mm-hmm. with what you've become and then it starts to go away that it probably is just a really horrible trap right. it's like tough you've become famous you're always going to be a bit famous and when you get less famous people are going to give you shit about the fact that you're not famous anymore or popular in that sense yeah. It's like, oh, he really fell off, or she really fell off. It's <laughs> just like human nature. Like, I was going to say that, too. I don't know. Stay relevant. That seems to be the only re- thing to do whenever you're in that industry. I think that's, man, that's a definite trap. That's the way to, that's the way to approach it. Because what is that? And to constantly desire that recognition. I don't know. Not that we wouldn't like it. Like, you hear Seinfeld say, I, people say, famous or not famous, I'll take famous all day. But... I don't know. There's got to be some repercussions. Like, they were talking about not being able to go into a store and stuff, like, thinking that you're going to get your picture taken every time. I don't know. That seems a bit, like, uh, that. You'd think that'd be cool for a while, and then that would probably... I don't know how long that would take to wear off. I don't think it would take that long to wear off. Dude, it must be pretty exhausting being recognized constantly. Or stared at. You just want to sit and eat some sushi somewhere. And then you realize you can't go in the restaurant because everybody's going to freak out. So you've got to be, like, separated in a different room. Yeah. That- you know, you just want to go to in and out and be right. normal. Sounds cool for a couple of times. And then I'm like, I'll probably pass on the rest of that. That'd be a rough, rough gig to keep up. But I guess it's, I don't know. Well, look, I was impressed with certain things that she talked about. I mean, the fact that she's a blue belt in jiu-jitsu is pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she, right? She, you t- you're taking the steps, or at least she's trying. I don't know about this healer business. <laughs> I felt like she's pretty <laughs> convinced about that working. Joe gave us some shit about it, which I think he did it respectfully, right. but it was probably something good for her to hear because it definitely sounded like nobody had ever questioned her healer before. <laughs> That's true, and. What you- <laughs> it's probably a good idea to be like, look, maybe she doesn't know everything that you think. He's like, but you could Google it, right? And she was like, ah, but. 
Well, that that bit when she was like, "Oh, she knew in February that I wasn't, He's like, yep. you know, things were gonna slow down for me." I'm like, everyone yeah. knew in February. <laughs> He's like, we knew out of Japan. Everyone knew that everything was about to close in February. It sh- it for shut sure. down in March, I believe, is the exact time it shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shut down three days later, and then we ran out of toilet paper and tomato sauce in all the stores. Psychic. Jo- yeah, psychic. Joe, I like the way Joe says. Well, I don't know where you stand on that. I don't even know where I stand on that. I think that he said, "I don't not believe," but <clears throat> I think, he, mm. but. I don't know if he made reference to that in, in regards to psychics. I think he's completely out on psychics. Um, I don't know where I stand on psychics. I'm not one way or the other, but he's spoke, spoken to many more than I have, so I imagine he has a better frame of reference. But as far as healers go, I think that there's a... It's all what you put in. It's all what you make of that experience. So I've seen the benefits of it in a, in a lot of ways, but I, there is a lot of... Yeah, it's like having an unlicensed therapist, right. I guess. To some extent, there I mean, is. But I would recommend the licensed therapist. <laughs> I kind of think that clinical training and practice and True. maybe not woo-woo style is probably a better way to go. Though, you know, you, people can get life coaches and stuff, and they're pretty yeah, dope. I mean... Like, there's some great ones out there. Because they're taking a different strategy. They're not... They're not trying to break down your past and work through your trauma. They're just trying to be like, right, where are you right now? And how can we improve where this is? And, you know, a lot of those people practice that stuff a lot. And, um, yeah, a pretty, pretty good. There's quite a bit of benefit if you, if you make it benefit yourself. You do the work. I think so. I think so too. I think, I don't know. I'm just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. It's like, it's easy to give her a hard time about it, but. Hey, she's taking yep. steps. You know, it's not like she came in there and she's like, "Yeah, I'm still fucked up, and I don't want to do anything to fix it." She's like acknowledges that she used to be a brat when she was right. a kid, and how she struggled. And I like that she called what did she call herself? California sober. Right. I knew exactly what she meant when she said that. I was don't. like, "Yep, that means you only do some drugs. sometimes." <laughs> A little bit of drugs sometimes, but yeah, you're not completely. That's I. I that's probably a good way to go if you can control yeah, it. I think because to think that you're either all in or all out all the time, it's probably pretty stressful to think that you can't even have just a drink, you know, yeah. occasionally. Like I get it if it's been a real bad problem, maybe stay away for a while. But you know, I believe that you could build your discipline. And stay away from it long enough, and associate what you, what the reason why you want to yeah, drink right. differently, and maybe have a couple. I agree. And maybe if you just let the people you know that you're around when you do it, like maybe only have beers when you're with your good friends, and and have them know, look, I can only have three, and they respect it. Maybe they do the same, and then everyone stops after that. <clears throat> might be, yeah, might a, work. It's a great goal. Yeah, look, she's definitely had a lot of challenges, and once again, maybe she, maybe Rogan brings these child stars on not just because they're going to be big podcasts, but because it's like it's a fucking warning to people out there that want to attempt that. I think he has. I think it's he like, has great. This is going to be has tough. great insight for their lives too. Like I think that they they'll them personally remember these experiences with him because it seems like he's given them quite a bit of insight. Whenever they come on those shows, like there's a lot of valuable information he was telling her. 
Yeah. It probably... Just from like a kind of a... Maybe, maybe it's like learning for him because he's got young girls. Right. I was going to say, I'm like And a who knows? Maybe they want to be famous right. too. So maybe he's like, okay, I got to learn as much as I can about right. this to prepare them almost. It's hard to know. Right. I think that... It's hard to know. But it was interesting. I thought she was pretty yeah. cool. Like she... she uh, it was... I don't know. It was kind of more engaging than Miley's one. She she was like, definitely has ADHD though. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she was. But she's young. Maybe that's how it was. Maybe she had a lot of coffee before. She a lot of sugar. Out. A lot of cocaine. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Reach out uh, through our Gmail and the bio. Connect to Garrett's Instagram if you want to. Give him some abusive DMs if you think that's funny. Say nice things. And uh, as always, thank you. And thank Thank you, you, bud. Peace out, guys. Later.